0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of the podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader that will take you, your business, and your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Let me just tell you a little bit about her. Kathleen took care of her husband for the 17 years he had Parkinson's disease. During that time, she listened to and did emotional healing work with many enlightened thought leaders online, and she formulated many of her philosophies on her own. After her husband, Ron, died, she decided to walk the pilgrimage, the Camino Santiago de Compostela, 500 miles across northern Spain. At the point, she was 69 in 2019. Let's just give our hand. (laughs) That is (laughs) awesome. A lot of us, Victoria, a lot of us young folks, and I'm not that far away from you, but a lot of you young folks out there wouldn't probably even be able to do the 500 miles on your own. From that, she wrote a book about her adventures, sharing her philosophies with the people she met along the way. And the beauty of that nature in Camino. She also walked the Camino Portuguese, I guess it's a trail also in, uh, in 2021, just last year. Today, our theme is going to be transformational breathing. She's a facilitator, a coach, and consultant please join me in welcoming my guest, Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Kathleen, it's gonna be an interesting talk, I can tell right away. Yes, I'm pretty excited about it. (laughs) I always start out the interviews by wanting to give you an easy question, break the ice, and
2: so that easy question is, what part of country are you calling home right now? I live in San Diego, California. I actually was born here. Both my parents were born here and my husband was born here too. And his parents. So Love San digging. Diego. I, I, yeah. I
1: actually spent as a project manager two years going back and forth from here in Georgia to San Diego because uh, we, ha- I worked for UPS and we bought MBE, which is in San Diego. And so I was out there being a project manager for every two weeks. So I love wow. San Diego. Mm. Always took a drive down to the beach and the dog, the dog park there and there. Mm-hmm. So explain for the audience what the Cabino Santiago de Campastela really is. What is that poem?
2: The Camino Santiago de Compostela is a, it's a, it's a walk across, it's a pilgrimage Mm -hmm. and um, Santiago means St. James and St. James um, actually the apostle of Jesus, St. James Mm -hmm. uh, went to Spain. um, I don't know what it was called back then, Iberia or something. uh, To, um, to spread the word of Jesus and he ended up not doing very well. Nobody, nobody wanted to do Jesus <laughs> back then. Uh, and so he went back to Jerusalem and was martyred. And then uh, the story goes that um, angels took him back to Spain in a boat. Um, and there's something to do with shells. Um, anyway, so um he was buried in Spain. And Uh, Back in the 1200s, when uh, the Christians were trying to get the Moors out of Spain, uh, Santiago showed up um, to help them. Mm. And um, then they found his grave and they were all, everybody was all glad. And so they started the pilgrimage to Santiago. And people in Europe actually just go out their front door and walk to Santiago but us people who come from God knows where, uh, go over to, and there are some routes that we travel to Santiago. Um, and is it
1: just a straight walk, or do you walk a little bit, uh, so many miles a day, and then what,
2: yeah, do, what so, do you do in the evening? <laughs> so um, before I started, I I, I didn't... I walked five miles a day, three days a week with my friend. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, well, I could walk five miles before lunch and five miles after lunch. And that would be 10 miles a day. So I kind of did the math and I thought, well, I need to start at the end of March. Um, and so that's what I did. I, um, in the evenings, when you walk, you walk however far you're going to walk. Some people, I mean, hardly anybody walks as slow as me because I'm <laughs> old, you know, but, um, however far you're going to walk, then you find an albergue. Uh, it's a little like a, it's a large room with a whole bunch of bunk beds in it
1: mm-hmm. and
2: you stay there the night. And it's really cheap to do that. It's like anywhere from five to 12 euros a night. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, the, the places that have um, a grocery store usually have a kitchen and Mm -hmm. so you can make your own food and the places that don't have a grocery store or a restaurant uh, provide the food. So it's, it's really, everybody knows their own situation and they know what's available in their town and they provide what is not available. That's so interesting. So how did you find out about this? Well my well um you know while I was on the internet a lot I went on Facebook a lot too and so um my girlfriend Judy did the camino back in 2013 and that's how I found out about it mm-hmm. and I I just thought she was doing something very special by walking the camino she had pictures on Facebook of you know, her blisters on her feet and her feet were bleeding and she was walking anyway. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my goodness, um, this is very special. I just felt like she was doing something that was very important to her. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I wanted to do that too. Me and Judy used to walk to school every morning. Um, I would walk to her house and then the two of us would walk to school in high school.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: And so, um, we were both walkers, I guess. (laughs) And, um, so I just decided when Ron was done with his illness, that I would go to the Camino.
1: My goodness.
2: Because, you know, before, when he, before he got sick, I thought we would be riding our bicycles across France in our old age. I thought Um, we were going to, he was an athlete. He was mm -hmm. a triathlete. And, um, and when he got sick, I was like, well, I guess we're not going to do that, you know? And so I had to develop a new dream mm-hmm. for the future.
1: So good. Developing a new dream. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. I know. <laughs> and, and a friend all those years, too, to be able to do it with. That's just Awesome.
2: So, yeah well, she did it by herself, and I did it by myself. Oh, so you she didn't come back and do it again. <laughs> no, nobody I asked people, you want to go, you want to go and um, nobody could go. Well, you know, Ron was gone, and I had plenty of time. Yeah, so um, so how many days did it actually take you
1: to walk that? Was, well, was it ten miles a day each time or no?
2: You know, in the beginning, I did the ten miles a day probably like 13 K a day. And then, um, there came a point where I got buff and I could walk further and I got my 10 miles. I mean, 10 miles down before lunch. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I need to keep walking. I can't stop at noon. The albergues don't even open till like two Mm o'clock. So at that point I, I kept walking. And, and so then I was doing like maybe 15 K a day. And, um, wow. And you didn't have the blisters and such that I did not, I did not. So you didn't have new shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I did have new shoes, uh, but, um, I wear negative ion clothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They emit negative ions and I'm pretty sure that's what kept me. Um, they, um, my feet were surrounded by negative ions all the time as I was walking. Wow. (laughs) <laughs>
1: you have to explain to me. I don't know what negative ion clothing is. Yeah, I bought it.
2: Actually, I bought it for Ron uh, when he was sick mm-hmm. and I wanted to cure him. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's quite pricey, actually. And I went into debt to buy it and then he didn't want to wear it. He uh-huh. wouldn't wear it. Um, he actually didn't want me to be his healer. He wanted me to be his caregiver. Uh-huh. So he wanted me to accept him the way he was not kept trying, not keep trying to change him. Mm-hmm. And so I had to just kind of give up on healing Ron. So I was really glad that I, I bought it. Um, Cause I wasn't feeling very good either. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach breathing and I usually kneel on the floor next to my client. Who's on a little mat. And I, for about three years, I'd been having to scoot around my, on my butt because I had arthritis in my knees. Mm -hmm. And so I bought the negative ion clothes and, um, and I bought them for me too, because I didn't feel good Mm -hmm. and I was wearing them. I wore everything. I mean, they told me if you want to cure a serious illness, you have to wear a lot. So (laughs) I, I wore all kinds of negative ion clothes. Um, and, um, I bought them on a Tuesday and by Sunday I could actually kneel
1: because
2: mm. usually like in the Catholics, we go into church and we take a, a little kneel and then we get into the, into the pew. Um, and I had never, I hadn't been able to kneel in three years oh, and wow. I, I went to do my little bunny dip. Uh, genuflect to go in the pew. And I went all the way down to the ground and I was like, Oh my. So I got the flexibility back, mm-hmm. but it, I still had the pain. And then in three weeks, the pain was gone and I don't have arthritis anymore.
1: Awesome. I know. So, um, <laughs> and, and that's a bonus y'all. Cause we weren't even going to talk about that. And look, <laughs> God directed us to that. That's awesome. Well,
2: it, and, and it's so pricey. Everybody just signs up so you can get 20% off, you know, mm-hmm. so if anybody wants any, I can, I can tell you how to get them, but you have to kind of, it's they're pricey. I must say.
1: Well, anybody that pays a hundred dollars for a purse or something, maybe they can do something for their health.
2: Huh? <laughs> I guess so. I, I mean, the socks, the socks that I wore on the Camino were $65 a pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, but um, you know, the, uh, the, um, support hose, you know, when you have any kind of knee surgery or whatever, those things mm-hmm. are pretty pricey too. I think, I think, uh, whenever I did vein, uh, vein stuff, mm-hmm. those were a hundred dollars.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay. Then these are cheap, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. Let's get back to the Camino.
2: Okay. But anyway, that's why I didn't get, um, I'm pretty sure that's why I didn't get any um, blisters at all.
1: It sounds that way. Yeah. So you
2: were by yourself. I was me and my angels. I have, I have four angels that I know um, personally Mm -hmm. and they came with me, and I didn't feel like I was alone at all, ever. So you weren't afraid? No, I was not afraid. Uh, The one thing I was afraid of was falling, Mm -hmm. because um, after Ron died, um, my son is a paramedic, and he said, okay, mom, you're going to have a good life now. Don't fall. (laughs) Because, I mean, a paramedic, he picks people up off the floor, right? older people's bones are much more fragile. So I was very careful not to fall. So, I mean, that was the only thing that really kind of scared me, but I think about, um, being scared or worrying. I, the way I think about it is, um, worry is making up a sad story and then believing in it because it's not real. It's not real at all. Mm -hmm. So you just need to make up good stories and live into them. If something bad happens, then, you know, you need to shore up your vibration and make good things happen again. Yeah. That positivity changes everything.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So as you were walking, kind of describe what you saw on that journey though, and going from Mm. Town to town, you know, through whatever.
2: I'm just trying to imagine pastures or what was it. Yeah, they lo- they have a path, and uh, the path goes over many kinds of roads or paths. Um, mm-hmm. So, you on the Camino, there's yellow arrows, and you're always looking around for the yellow arrows, and they point you in the right direction, and then you take that path, whether it's a sidewalk or a country road or. You know, freeway, whatever, because it's the when they uh, resurrected the Camino after so Mm -hmm. many years, I forget what year it was, like the 70s or something, I don't know. And um, they found the original path and it was mostly available, but they had actually built some freeways over part of it. And so they had to make some detours. And also, actually, I walked on the freeway a few times. Um, which was pretty, (laughs) pretty scary. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, walking out of saint jean Pied de port um, you know, it's a little town and they have like cement um, Mm streets. And I walked out into the country and um, the road was dirt. Yeah. And it went through farms. And actually what I... um, when I got there, it was snowing on the Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. And so it was against the law to go across the Pyrenees. Um, you had to go around the Pyrenees. And yeah. so, um, yeah, they didn't want to go up and save anybody. So if you <laughs> went up there, you were on your own because, uh, you know, <laughs> it was dangerous. Yeah. And so I walked around and I, I had to go the first night I stayed in San Shan, Mm-hmm. Which was at the Bellari, which I really recommend to stay there the first night. It's so lovely. And uh, then I walked uh, around the Pyrenees and I walked to Bal Carlos. And I just remember walking through the mountains. I mean, I couldn't go over the mountains, so you had to go around the bottom of the mountains, but you had to go over them too. So I, I felt like I was walking at the bottom and then this mountain would come up and you would have to go way up over the top and down and then you'd walk a little ways further and up. But it was just like all the way up and down the, you know, the whole way to Val Carlos. But when I was in between the mountains, it was so lovely. You would have, I mean, it was steep. Mm -hmm. And be walking along and there would be sheep, you know, down in a pasture, a steep pasture right next to us. You know with their little bells tinkling and and then just on both it was like the mountains were so close to each other i felt like they were like i was in a green room uh-huh. and with the canopy above of the tall trees and then mm-hmm. the bushes on the sides and the grass you know it was just and it was april so i mean march the beginning the end of march the beginning of april and so there was rain Mm-hmm. So it was lush and lovely. Really. Oh, wow. So you walked mm-hmm. in the rain too, right? I did walk in the rain and it was so funny. I bought these sh- boots that were waterproof. I mm-hmm. bought Gore-Tex Fask uh, boots and they were not waterproof. My feet got totally wet. And so, now I think of it. I'm really glad that happened because if you have waterproof boots, they don't breathe and yeah. then you could get blisters more easily. Yep. Yeah. With waterproof boots. So I I don't recommend waterproof boots, but I I bought them, especially because they were waterproof. And
1: I guess I just,
2: I guess I got lucky.
1: (laughs) So did you fly over to Spain or where did you start this?
2: So I flew into Paris. Mm -hmm. Actually, the, the French way is the one I walked from France across northern Spain. And so I started, um, I flew into Paris and I stayed there for a week being a tourist. It was so much fun. Mm. And, um, cause I didn't want to have jet lag when I started. Very, very good idea. <laughs> and then I, um, uh, then I flew to Baritz from Paris and I took a train from Baritz to, um, Saint-Jean nice. and that's where I started. Awesome.
1: So, planes, trains, and walking on your feet. <laughs> yeah. And
2: it was so nice back uh, before COVID to do all that because last year when I went, it, it wasn't fun at all. No. <laughs> so, I think
1: part of what made it fun in that previous year was the people that you met along the way. Talk about them a little bit.
2: Oh my gosh. Um, the first night in Val um, in Carlos, I, I, f- I finally got to the place where I was supposed to be, and I kept showing people my book. I had a book telling me where to go, showed them my book, and had them point, go over there, you know, and mm-hmm. finally, I got to the place, and it was like, down a cliff, you walk along this cliff and go into this room, and that was the albergue. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a stairway and a rail. It wasn't dangerous, but anyway, I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I went in there, and um, there was a bunk available, and and the they told the people in there told me, "Go okay, go up to the grocery store, and tell them you're here." And um, so I tried to. I thought I had to pay the lady at the grocery store, and she said, "No, I'll come down and get your money later." When she was done being a grocery lady. <laughs> so she came down later and took our money. Um, but I was very glad that I got a, a lower bunk because, you know, old ladies don't really like to climb up on the high bunk, or I don't anyway. Mm-hmm. And because um, you don't want to. So fall. I'm, yeah, right. <laughs> and also um, I met some people there. So when I got back from the grocery store, I walked in, and these people were sitting at a table drinking wine, and I, um, the, a German guy uh, told me, my friend here is very sad, and I said, oh, why are you sad, and he, he told me that uh, three of his friends had died in, in rapid succession, and he was so sad, he couldn't do his life anymore, and that's why he had come to the Camino. And so I just sat down next to him and I said, well, my, you know, my husband died in August and my mother died in um, November. And, um, so I'm sad too. So he said, oh, we have something in common and we, we just became really good friends. And he happened to be from LA Uh, (laughs) and, um, Yeah. So, um, and I just, you know, met so many people. Um, Shirley was there cooking. uh, You know, uh, there was a stove, and Mm -hmm. um, I when I went up to the grocery store, I bought a bunch of groceries so I could eat stuff. And um, I always um, so. I remember uh, there was one girl, she, she must have been 18 years old, and she saw me and she was probably thinking, oh, no, we're not going to have any fun. We have an old lady here. And <laughs> so she actually told me, I think you'd be more comfortable uh, up in town at there's a hotel up there. And I said, uh, no, I'm on a low budget, too. And the albergue is going to be fine for me. And um, so it was really kind of cute that um, that I got to be who I was and they got to be who they were. And and um, in the evening, I actually went to bed and let them, they were up drinking all night. I don't know where <laughs> they got all that those bottles of wine. Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> the grocery store closed. Have, so yeah. yeah, I don't know how they did that. And you're not packing a, a bunch of bottles, right? No, you you try. That's the thing. The science of keeping your pack light, so you don't mm-hmm. have to carry very much. So right. you can actually, um, you can actually enjoy the Camino. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people uh, send their pack ahead. Like if you're at an albergue, mm-hmm. you can call. You can uh, you have all these envelopes, and you can like stick uh, five euros in it, and call the number on the envelope and Mm -hmm. they will come and get your pack and take it to wherever you tell them to take it.
1: Yeah, So So, you have nothing to carry.
2: Yeah. But I, I decided I wanted to carry my pack the whole way, but I got sick. um, And so when I was sick, I, I couldn't carry my pack. Mm -hmm. So I, I transported my pack while I was sick.
1: But you still went walking.
2: I did. I, well, I did have to see, I was on the Camino for 66 days Oh my goodness! That's a long time, and yes. um, I had set up days to be sick because uh, people. You read the books; people get sick on the Camino, mm-hmm. and I I said I um, took Holy Week off, mm-hmm. so I was able to stay in the town and become one of the church ladies in the town. Oh, nice! And I I know I w- I went to all the services and and I sat with the widows. I, mm-hmm. I figured they were widows. They were alone and not young. And they started smiling at me like they recognized me and stuff. It was really lovely. Yeah. And um, there's amazing things that happened during Holy Week on the Camino. Oh, my oh, gosh. really? They, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. They have drummers and they're wearing these cone-shaped hats. They look like mm-hmm. a dunce cap cone-shaped hats and they could be either black or purple Mm -hmm. and they've got a a mask on so they've got a place to see out you Mm -hmm. know screened something to see out and they're drumming and it's like there's like 100 100 of them wow I don't know how many but um and we would take processions through the town and the drummers would be drumming so and
1: cool. And that was I, unexpected. You didn't realize it, it
2: was I Oh, my gosh, I met this lady from South Korea, and she was really interested in my faith. And I um, and uh, she showed me her ears, and she had little cross earrings on and she wanted to show me that she was interested in Christianity. Oh. And so I we went to that um to the procession together. And after I saw what was going on, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't happen in my town. <laughs> not in San Diego. This no. is really special. Yeah, it was so special. And uh, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I, I write all about it in my book. I don't know if I should tell you more. No,
1: don't give it all. Well, I, yeah, it's teaser, teaser. Teaser, probably. teaser. <laughs> so the last main question I have is tell our audience what you learned on the Camino and um, what, if, when, if any time you might be going back.
2: Right. So I, I'm trying to think of what I learned on the Camino. I learned to take care of myself. Um, I went straight from my mother's house to my husband's house. I never was alone. And, um, so I, I got to make, Things happen over there in Spain. I had to. I had to make things happen. I was on my own, yeah. and I think that basically I learned to take care of myself. And um, yes, I'm. I'm going in April again. I'm gonna do the Camino del Norte, which is hmm. along the northern coast of Spain. Oh, so I nice. don't know if that's the Baltic Sea or. I'm gonna have to look at a map and see what is up there. But it's something up on north north of spain um so i i guess there's maybe it's just the atlantic huh yeah it could be just
1: the atlantic
2: because france is up there so mm-hmm. it'd be straight out from france would be whatever yeah i think it's the atlantic yeah pretty
1: much that should be beautiful
2: yeah i know i'm a person that loves the ocean me too <laughs> So um, I think I will enjoy that. And actually my friend, Aniva said she would go with me. So we'll see. Oh,
1: if she Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be complaining to Aniva. You know, yeah. <laughs> she was one of my breathing clients.
1: Awesome. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So that you both can enjoy. Yeah. All right. Well, we have now got to the point where we do rapid fire questions. And and so this is just whatever comes to the top of your mind, I'll give you a a word or a phrase and just tell me what you uh, think or what you would respond to this. Okay. Just actually answered the next question, but I'm going to give it in another way. Outside of going on a pilgrimage, what would be the next destination that you would like to visit okay well my
2: my next destination is actually I'm going to try cross-country skiing in Vermont in February oh my goodness I I never did that and I always wanted to do it and I think uh, I'm not going to get any younger so I think this is it this is as young as I'm going to (laughs) be ever
1: (laughs) well and you have the breathing down you need that for that And you're already buff.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and do some kind of Nordic track thing or something.
1: Yeah, you need to get your arms. Yeah. So they don't turn to rubber. (laughs) I had a good friend that she loved cross-country skiing. Mm. What was the best part of writing your book?
2: The best part of writing my book was remembering everything it was such a joy to write. Um, I, and I had to do research, you know, I had to look up all the Facebook pages to get my writing off of there. And my kids made a WhatsApp for me and I told them all the gory details. So um, and then all the pictures. So yeah, it was, it was wonderful. The whole thing. So this next,
1: pilgrimage that you go on would you journal or would you uh just record your your experience i guess
2: yeah i i was too tired to journal i we you know i came into the albergue and i just flopped (laughs) (laughs) i'm like being right there with you yes (laughs) so no No, the facebook the facebook is like a journal yeah
1: yeah that that video is is you know picture tells a thousand words and it does inspire and evoke all of those emotions you felt when you were there the first time. Yes. How do you stay focused? You know, you and I are in our sixties. So Mm -hmm. how do you stay focused
2: now? I write lists and um, yeah, I have to make, um, well, I don't make a list a lot of times. And when I do make a list I, I feel so happy when I get things done. I just make little <laughs> check marks and um, that's how, that's how I keep focused. If I do keep focused. Yep. It's those little wins you get through the day.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: What would you like to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered for um, the art of forgiveness. I'm sorry. We didn't get to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I, I, I've. I just feel like. Um, well, I've gotten to the point where I don't even think forgiveness is necessary anymore because I'm taking responsibility for attracting in anything in my life that isn't nice. Because um, I, I. I realize I need to keep my vibration high so I can bring in the good stuff, and I believe that I won't bring in any bad stuff if I keep my vibration high. So in that way I can take responsibility for anything that comes in.
1: Awesome. The last one can kind of tie everything together. When I say transformation,
2: what do you think of? Well, (laughs) transformational breathing, but, um, yeah, we can, we can transform. And I, um, I just, When I think of transformation, I think of raising my vibration so that I can um, bring in good things into my life and also so I can be close enough to God to hear God. Mm. I I mean, that's been the struggle, right? Um, People talk about hearing God and I think we can't hear God if we don't have a high vibration. So that's my, (laughs) that's what I (laughs) That's my goal, I mm-hmm. guess. Is to raise my vibration. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so that everyone that's watching this can go ahead and take a screenshot to get. Oh, can the I can I show of- my book?
2: Oh, yes, ma'am. This is so- my book, Wisdom on the Camino. Um, a Spiritual Journey, Sharing Forgiveness and Possibilities to Inspire the Rest of Your Life. Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Awesome.
1: And we're going to show you how to get that book in a moment. So as we see here, Kathleen Donnelly Israel, she has uh, just mentioned what her book is in the gift. You can access a gallery of pictures from her pilgrimage. And we'll talk about, she will talk about that in a minute. For those that are listening in and not seeing this, I will give you the information for her website so that you can go to her website. It's www.wisdom, W-I-S-D-O-M, on, O-N, the, T-H-E, Camino, C-A-M-I-N-O. So wisdomonthecamino.com is her website. Please go to that to check it out. You can email her at Kathleen at wisdomonthecamino.com. And uh, here we have her link to, you can go to Amazon to purchase her book. So there's the link here, but you can search it by her name, Kathleen Donnelly Israel, to find her book. Again, Kathleen, why don't you talk about exactly what this
2: pilgrimage pictures or how they can get that? Uh, Yeah, there's a page in the beginning of the book. It says, read this first, and then it um, lets you access the pictures. I, you know, everybody told me you should share your pictures. And I thought, well, if I am going to share my pictures, then the book will be too expensive for people. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I just thought. So if you go into the book and it just tells you to go to this website and then you opt in and you have to, you know, how they do that nowadays is you have to opt in Mm -hmm. and then they send you an email and then you opt opt in again. So I'm sorry, you have to do that, but you should see what people do. If you don't do that, (laughs) it's, it's like you get um, people sending you things that are very large and not fun to deal with. Well,
1: y'all are going to want to get her book to hear the full story about her journey. And uh, then go ahead and take advantage of getting those photos of her her journey. Maybe that's going to inspire you to want to take that pilgrimage as well. She can be found on Facebook or Instagram and LinkedIn. Again, just by searching her name, we'll get you there. So Kathleen Donnelly, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y, Israel is I-S-R-A-E-L. So check out her Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Check out her website, wisdomonthecamino.com. Kathleen, it
0: mm-hmm. has
1: been a true pleasure. I have enjoyed our conversation. I could talk all day long about you and what you've done. And I, Thank like you, you it, I I went from uh, mother to husband and My motto has always been to just take on the opportunities that come your way, and that's what you have done at 69. You are living large, and that's what we love. Yes, thank you, God. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I've enjoyed talking to you too, Victoria. So, we will definitely have to try this again to hear about that northern trip. I definitely will call you back in after April to talk about that. All right. In the meantime, I just want to thank everybody for listening in and be sure to go to Kathleen's Facebook page and write uh, some comments about what you thought of this podcast and ask her any questions. Go to her website, check it out, and definitely go get that book. And as always, life is a journey. And it's up to you to enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And we will talk to you soon. This is Vicki Netling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.